Uh, what is going on here tonight? Welcome on into the game two game recap. I know it's just probably game three in some of the uh, avenues of, of social media, but the Philadelphia 76 years fall 02 in the series of Miami Heat 119 to 103. And we talked about it after the game one loss. It's like there is a way of beating this Miami team without Joel Embiid, but like how? Like, like how? Number one, the coach, which Doc was overall tonight, it was more so the timeouts. What are you doing with those timeouts? And what are the play calls that you're calling? Why aren't you telling your team to stop taking so many threes? It's just so many times throughout this game. It's like, we get it. We're down, obviously. Like, there, no, no shit, Sherlock. We're fucking down. But taking threes after threes after threes just does not help. It, it really doesn't. We the the lack of looking for the efficient shot is absolutely killing this basketball team. Uh, and watching this game again, uh, watching these two play again for game two, it's it just evident. Like we are outmatched. The Miami Heat are a much deeper team. And it kind of does feel a little similarly to what we went through with the Atlanta Hawks last year. And the fact that when you have a strong starting five and Dude, this backcourt of the Miami Heat, they're putting out Max Strauss and, and Gabe Vincent Jr. as their starting backcourt. And then just to just as a rotation, just for shits and giggles, they're putting out Tyler Hero with, with uh, Victor Olandipo, and, and you're just screwed at that point. Their, their bench is literally stronger than their starting their starting point uh, backcourt. And it, that's just and when you when in your and then your supplement is Furkan Korkmaz here tonight. George's Niang, Matisse Thibel. Like, look, like, look, look at the difference there tonight, guys. Just look at the difference there. It's it's not over. And I don't I don't want I, I I hate to feel like this because it just feels a little hopeless because just everything about the Miami Heat, they're a deeper team, they're more aggressive, they're a more smarter team, they're a better coach as well. They've been there, like they literally were just in a finals two seasons ago, and it just feels a little hopeless here tonight after tonight. We don't know what the status is of Joel Embiid, when his return will be. Um, and so the uncertainty and the season is essentially up in the air right now. Going into Philadelphia, coming back home for Friday, we'll uh, we'll see what happens. But, man, this really feels like a gut night against the Miami Heat. Man, oh, man. But we have, a, we have a game two to talk about, guys. We'll discuss it here tonight. And, of course, I want to hear your guys' thoughts as well. Uh, quick, I want to say hello to Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and, of course, TikTok in the building. What has happened, everyone? Thank you so much for taking the time out of your night to talk some to talk some Sixers basketball. Right now, we just put the link in the chat right now. If you guys want to come on in, people come on in a little bit later in the show. You guys can hang out backstage for right now, but the backstage is over at the moment, so you guys could definitely come on in, and we could talk some Sixers and Miami Heat game two talk as well. And, of course, we want to thank our friends, our sponsor of tonight's game recap, La Terrain Watches right now. If you have not gotten mom a gift, you still have you have probably one more day, essentially. Uh, but right now, La Terrain is running a great special, a $50 rose gold watch, $50 free shipping, guys. You guys should see this beautiful watch that we got that they got going on. So make sure you guys check out La Terrain watches and just their wide range of, uh, of high quality, affordable prices for all these watches. When you go and buy something from La Terrain, whether it be a watch an accessory, when you get out to the checkout, Make sure you guys use the promo code Parcero Philly for 10% off of your purchase. Thanks again to our friends at La Terrain Watches. Awesome stuff, man. I got to get me one of them watches as well. 
Like, I, does it make me feel good? At least maybe a watch can make me feel good. So, <laughs> absolutely. All right. So in this match, in this game match, in this game, uh, it, it was for, it was from the jump. The Sixers were going to try to punch first again. They tried to do that in game one. It really didn't work out tonight. It did work a little bit. It was a little bit back and forth going on in that first quarter. Um, they, we saw the Sixers go up uh, as much as eleven to six early on in this quarter. In uh, a minute. A minute and 38 seconds after a Tobias Harris hook shot that tied up the game 24-24, it was essentially over at that point because the Miami Heat would just would just go on a run. Um, they would end the quarter. They literally ended the quarter with a minute 38 left, scoring five points heading into the second quarter with a five-point lead, and really there was just no looking back. Uh, Tyler Hero came in five minutes into the, the first quarter, and his just play... The Sixers kept throwing the zone defense, and it's like, why are you continuing throwing the zone defense knowing that Tyler Hero is just going to get the ball and he's going to find his spot and make a point? And he really led the charge for this Miami offense. Um, him and Victor Oladipo throughout the night, like I mentioned, really were providing a lot of offense here. And for the Sixers, like the zone defense is not working. All right, Doc? Like the Miami Heat are making shots, and you throwing this is just giving them what they really want. When they match them man on man, it's a much different game for the Philadelphia Philadelphia 76ers defensively, and that you got to continue going going to that. Um, it's it's something that has to change going forward in this series. Uh, you cannot continue uh, throwing that. So at least look at what the Miami because Miami zone defense against us because we all have the deficiencies that we have shooting the ball and tonight. We just took shot after shot after shot after shot after shot. I'm not even kidding, guys. And we got a better three-point percentage tonight, ladies and gentlemen. 26% from the three-point line. Let me correct that. 26.7% from a three-point line. An upgrade of 17.3% in game one. We're, we're going places, ladies and gentlemen. We are going places. Oh, oh you want to know what the heat shot from the three-point line? Just a, just a measly 48.3%. Nothing crazy, nothing special. Wow, the Sixers also shot 45% from the field goal, uh, from the field, and 51% from the by the Miami Heat. So that kind of just tells you what kind of a game it really was here for the Philadelphia 76ers. And like I mentioned, after that first first quarter, the Heat were just took control of this game. There were moments throughout the game where the Sixers would cut the lead to under 10, eight points, uh, nothing, nothing really less than eight, six points at one point. The Miami Heat, for every bucket, every whatever it was, whether it be a layup, a hook shot, a three-point shot, Whatever the Sixers were putting up, the Miami Heat would come back, put up four, five consecutive buckets, make the lead again the 14 points. And that's just how it was going throughout the night. And again, we are not deep enough for this team. We are missing a gaping hole at the center position uh, without Joel Embiid here. You know, Paul, between Paul, you know, DeAndre Jordan, like you guys really can't kill him too much here tonight. Um, he actually didn't, it didn't hurt us tonight. Um, and Paul Reed as well. I mean, he's trying his best, but he, I mean, he, he even limited his penal uh, his penalties, his fouls. He only had two fouls here tonight as well. But what Joel Embiid brings to the court is very something that you, we don't often think about because he's such a dominating force uh, on the court. But he takes up so much space when Joel Embiid is down low. He is a Two, uh, two sets, even three sets of eyes at all times. And right now, what's going on is when they're driving to the paint. Essentially, it's you're losing your. It's four on five basketball because 
Bam out of Bayou or Deadman or just well, I'm not gonna respect Paul Reed. I'm not going to respect old as DeAndre Jordan. I'm going to take on James Harden. And it was clear and evident that the Miami Heat's game plan through these first two games, was they know that he can cook at any time, although he hasn't been the same lethal offensive weapon. He was he had a solid night here tonight as well. But it, the game plan has been clear to shut down James Harden. You've seen the double teams that they have been throwing at him. And, and he did struggle a lot with those um, and it's and just trying to get the ball out of James's hand. It was it was definitely really difficult to see. Uh, and I would have loved to more of we saw more in the first half. Tyrese Maxey running the point um, in the in the throughout the game. We saw more of James Harden running the point. But in this game, really, Tyrese and Tobias were really big for the Sixers and really were providing most of the offense. Tyrese really woke up in the second half. He finished with 34 points here tonight, 12 of 22 uh, from the field, 1 of 4 from the three-point line. He only missed two free throws here tonight to add three boards, uh, an assist, and two steals. He did he did bring up in the presser. He wants to improve upon his boards. He does feel like three is just not enough. Um, and I love the I love the mentality, but again, like for me personally, like his job is not per se to go get those boards. Like for me. Someone who needs to step to get who needs to get more boards is the Paul Reeds of the world, the DeAndre Jordans of the world, the Tobias Harris's of the world. I uh, need to be able to get more rebounds here for this team, but um, it's it, it's for 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 Tyrese Maxey. We have to continue playing with the pace, and that's why I continue telling you guys that I want to see Paul Reed and Matisse Thibel being inserted into the starting lineup because I want to see that pace, I want to see that speed, I want to see them controlling the game. And I and look, game three, you you keep trying to punch, make first punch, and so tonight's first punch was definitely better. You had lead through half of this quarter of the first quarter, essentially. Then you kind of just lost, and you lost the you lost the steam there. Now a lot of people keep uh, talking about the small ball. You need to see more of the small ball, and yeah, the small ball was more effective offensively. The problem is you go back down to the other side of the court and. You have Bam out of Bayou, right? And Bam out of Bayou is just feasting off this matchup, this, this series in general. Like his points, this point total may not speak to what's been going on in the series. I mean, 23 points is still really good at first center. I mean, that's not Joel and B numbers, but <laughs> you guys get my point. But no, I mean, Bam attracts a lot of attention. And Bam right now is feasting because if he's got Tobias Harris, he's got a size mismatch, right? If he's got Paul Reed or, I mean, we haven't seen Charles Bassey on him, but if he's got Paul Reed on him, he's got the IQ to to force this guy into tough spots, whether put him in, putting him in a position that he's not too comfortable with or forcing a foul. that We saw that more in game one, less in game two, and that's kudos to Paul Reed. But then now for Paul Reed, he's got to play a little bit more of a conservative play. He likes playing aggressive. He likes being physical, and that kind of takes it away for him. And that's a that's really big deal. He gets Paul Mills for DeAndre Jordan. He's got the he's got the athleticism to buy both of those guys as well. So Bam out of Bayou is someone that we're not talking about enough in the series, but the absence of Joel Embiid is really opening up things for 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 Bam and for this Miami Heat offense, especially when he's clearing everything down low in the paint. He's get he tonight he finished with nine boards. That's pretty solid as well. He's getting those opportunities. Offensive boards were absolute were weren't completely killing this team. I mean, it was they just out offensive rebounded us by three, but just rebounds in total. I mean, I think game one, they had 10 more boards. And same thing here, 10 more boards that they had against us uh, as well here for, for the Miami Heat. 
The crazy part about it is Jimmy had a better game. He had he finished with 15 points in game one. Tonight he had 22, and he really heated up in the third quarter. They really realistically, they could probably beat us without without Kyle Lowry and without Jimmy Butler. And that's the wild part about it. A team with, with Victor Oladipo, Tyler Hero, and Bam Adebayo can absolutely beat the Sixers team without Joel Embiid. That's a problem, man. That is an absolute problem. And it's just the the the, the team is, is crazy. It goes back to the culture of the Miami Heat. Guys, let's put it this way. We all can agree that Duncan, we would love Duncan Robinson. We would really love having Duncan Robinson coming off the bench, adding some space to this team. Heck, we need someone who can shoot a three right now. George's Niang looks like he put on, I'm not kidding, guys. I'm not, I'm not one to fat shame. I'm, a, I'm I'm still a big boy. What am, I, what am I kidding? But he cannot make a three to save his life. He had one three or tonight. It is what it is. But, dude, he really, he had six. He got fouled out here. Tonight. He played 10 minutes of basketball. I can't even fathom that. Six fouls in 10 minutes? What the, what, what is that? There was one instance where Jimmy Butler is just moving and grooving. He's moving the ball from one side to the other. He's bringing defenders with him, including George's Niang, who's supposed to take on Desmond Dedman or whatever his name is. And Dedman has got a wide open, wide open lane. And Jimmy's just got the vision to just thread the needle. And George's Niang's like, come on, George. George, man. I don't know if I can blame George too much because George's Niang was supposed to come in here, be the seventh and eighth man type of guy, and he's supposed to be now the sixth man for the Sixers. That's just way too much to be asking for for a guy of, of that stature, but the, the is absolutely great. We'll get to that in a second. I want to finish with some of these players uh, that we saw here tonight. Uh, first, I guess Doc Rivers uh, had enough of Shake Millen or just did not feel that Shake Millen was going to bring anything to this series. He, his, his minutes definitely have decreased, uh, and Furkan Korkmaz has increased. He had 18 points tonight, and he starts off this game uh, with his first bucket. He's he's getting the ball. He's putting the ball around his back. He's moving and grooving, euro-stepping, getting to the bucket. And it's like, okay, Furkin wants to play. Furkin wants to help out and provide some offense. And it, that doesn't surprise me because we do know that Furkin every now and then is going to put on a good game. But then you just see Furkin Korkmaz for what he is, um, just taking some ill-advised shots not finishing at the basket. I know mean, he's not the most athletic guy out there as well, but it, it, it just it's just like the narrative of this series is that we're not deep enough. I mean, like when our backup guard for this game is Furkan Korkmaz and Matisse Thibel, who cannot provide any offense whatsoever. And by the way, tonight, 20 minutes, zero points for the great Matisse Thibel, who was, was a lot of Sixers fans during the trade deadline. I'll be completely honest with you guys. Listen, I get it. Defense is important. And to me, I think the issues with this team is not that we don't have enough individual defensive players. I think the problem is that we don't play good enough team defense and we don't have the anchor, the ultimate anchor that is Joel Embiid. It makes it even more difficult to defend a team like the Miami Heat. But it, but like I would love Seth Curry spacing right now. I, I hate to be that guy because I hate living in the past. Um, I hate looking back at that James Harden trade, but I would love on this team and I and that doesn't that's also not that does not mean that I would not do that James Harden trade again because I would absolutely trade for James Harden again at the deadline especially when when the big baby Ben Simmons does not want to, hearing that he's getting back surgery I'll believe it when I see the, the doctor's report by the way um but 
it, it, it just is what it is at this point, man. We have we have to work with what we got. There is a way to win. I do think that. Um, but I don't know if we can have enough to pull out four wins. That's the t- tough part. Now, when Joel Embiid comes back, we'll see what it is. It's not very promising for him to come back on Friday. From my understanding, something as crazy as light, as I have a ring light right in front of me, is bothering his eye vision. Like, that's that's very, very concerning. And on top of that, it's not like it's just the face. He still has that nagging thumb from the from the Raptor series as well. The Raptor series really beat up Joel Embiid. And it's really, really in this series much more tougher here. Look, at the end of the day, I mean, besides Tobias, I think Tobias and Tyrese really provided most of the offense. And that's just a problem because it just can't be those two dudes. When you got, like t- tonight, when you have, we mentioned Tyler Hero off the bench. And Tyler, he had 18, I think, in four. So he had 18 here tonight. You had uh, Victor Oladipo dropping 19, Bam out of Bayou dropping 23, Jimmy dropping 22. It, it, it's evident. We just are outmatched. They are a deeper team, and that's and that has kind of been the story of Game One and Game Two uh, of this series here. Um, yeah, it's it's just absolutely rough, absolutely rough. All right, guys, what's going on? Uh, reminder, guys, if you guys want to come on in and talk about this game, you guys are more than welcome to do so. I just copy and I'm going to paste the link again in the comment section. Same thing on TikTok. If you guys want to come on in and talk Sixers versus Heat game two, you guys are more than welcome to. John, I'm with you both. I'm going to send you over a big virtual hug, brother. This one sucks. This one is definitely rough. Uh, It just feels hopeless. Like I'm watching here the game. And of course, we'll talk about the Phillies after this. That was even worse performance than what we saw. But, you know, you're watching the game and, you're trying to get excited, right? Like you got Tobias trying to keep the team in the game. You got Tyrese trying to keep the team in the game. And it just all goes to crap because the other side, the Miami Heat put up two, three uh, baskets or a three-point shot. And and there you go. There goes your run. And that, that's just been the story of this series so far. Awesome stuff. Thank you so much, TikTok. Guys, got any comments, questions, concerns, definitely drop them in the comment section as we have an update in the CCL final. Our MLS representative, Seattle Sounders, are up one to nothing over Pumas. Will the championship come to the United States for the first time in three decades? We hope so. What's up? What's up, Mark? What's going on, brother? Maxi, the only guy who really balled tonight. Tobias had a solid game. Harden with an empty point. Uh, with empty. Um, Harden did contribute. Like I can't can't kill to, uh, James Harden too much, uh, considering the fact that he did put up twenty points, nine assists. I think the problem with him is, you know, you heard Tyrese Maxey talking about it as well. When you're going up against this team in the Miami Heat, the only way that we can attack them is by quick pace basketball, getting the ball, moving quickly. You know, when James Harden has the ball, everything is going like one mile per hour. He's going up the court, taking his sweet old time. And I get that he's the king of the half court offense. He's very old school like that, especially as he's the the main facilitator now with this team. but. You got Tobias, you got Tyrese, you got guys like like Matisse Thibel, Paul Reed out there. You got to move the ball quickly, especially when you're using that small ball lineup as well. You got to control the pace of the game, and James Harden just does not do that. And the 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 the, the crossover and, and all these handles, like it's and one basketball. Like, dude, we enough of that. All right, <laughs> enough of that. How many times do we get close to the 24 shot clock violation or we got that we got that uh, called on us because we're just taking way too much time on those on those possessions. 
the half-court offense has been failing us as well. So we don't even know what the fuck to call. You got James Harden just, uh, 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 and, and he's got his belly rose just like fucking flapping all over. Let me, let me stop fat shaming, man. <laughs> it's, it's just bad, though. It, it is absolutely bad. Uh, turns the season around on Friday. Very much better. It could happen. I, I, we'll see what the stats is. It's just, to me, it does not sound promising. If, if light is bothering him on Wednesday during the day, it, it's a tough road for Saturday, uh, for Friday night, but we shall see. Uh, guys, if you guys want to come on in backstage, I do need the camera on. I just, you know, it's the internet in 2022. We got a bunch of weirdos. So if you guys do want to come on in, I, I do need that camera to come on in. Um, just want to make sure we don't have any uh any hoaxes out there so uh if you guys are coming on in backstage just keep that keep that out so i can see who is coming on in uh what's up katie what's going on girl what's happening yo what's happening andrew it is sad i feel you man it is sad awesome stuff uh right now maxi over harden i mean yeah i mean that's that's kind of evident brother i mean it is it is what it is at this point and I would honestly would like to see more of Maxi as the point. I, I know James likes to facilitate, but if James is not a threat offensively, what is the point of him as a facilitator? Um, I mean, you got you got the uh, you got the Miami Heat, who their game plan without Joel Embiid in there is to go double team, and Joel now really is highlighting that James Harden is. is, is is kind of a weakness of this team because Joel Bede with all the speed that he takes, all the double teams takes up, opens up a lot of guys. Um, and it is, it's just been, it's been that bad, man. Awesome stuff. All right, let's go backstage real quick and let's start bringing some of you guys on. And of course you guys are more than welcome to call on in that link is open. We're going to bring some people on. So let's welcome on in Charlie on to the Sixers game recap. Charlie. Yo, Charlie, you there, man. I uh, cannot hear you, Charlie. So sorry, Charlie. We don't. We cannot hear you, my man. All right, Charlie. All right, Charlie. Well, Charlie, get that get that mic fixed, and we'll definitely have you coming on here. No worries, brother. Let's uh, let's continue reading some of these comments, though. Uh, Maxi is the what's up, Ryan? First off, what's happening, Ryan? Appreciate you coming on in here. Maxi's the first option to start the game into playing a great score, improving his aggressiveness to have a better basketball game. Uh, Ian, the first, the problem is, is that, and I think, and I, I was listening to every now and then I, I try to listen to the John Kincaid show. I think it's a fantastic show here. We have in Philadelphia and, and Bob Cooney, if you guys did not read his stuff as a reporter, he's even better now as a personality. Um, uh, but you know, he was talking about how in game one, Tyrese Maxey was getting the Steph Curry effect. And we see that all the time with guards, you know, guards, they knock down one, three, and they want to knock down a whole bunch of other threes. And so once Tyrese went back to getting the ball off those transition, running down the court, forcing uh forcing fouls at the at the basket as well, that's really when he's at his dangerous, just driving, using that speed, using that floater, his ability to get to the to the rim, that type of stuff. Like this obviously we all know like he's shooting his was ridiculous. He can obviously shoot the shoot the shot, right? When you when when you're down and no one's threes are going down. Yours, Danny's, Toby, no one's threes going down. Just get those easy baskets. All we need is a basket. You have you have more than 12, you have more than 15 minutes left in this game, more than enough time to cut a 12-point deficit. 
just get some easy back buckets. And when he does that, he's playing aggressive, get into the rim. That is when he's at his best. And ladies and gentlemen, is what we need from Tyrese Maxey. Absolutely. Well, Charlie, we'll get you back in here, man, if you want to come back on in here, brother. Um, it's still open. If you guys want to come on in as well, you guys are more than welcome to come on in the show and letting us know which, what you guys got to say. Uh, he are just not that good in my eyes, man. Sixers really stinking it up, but Embiid comes back Friday. I'm confident. Um, Scotty, look, at the, the fact of the matter is the Heat are not that good. There is a way of beating them, but Joel Embiid, the best player in the league right now, it's tough because they are a deeper team. I mean, who is guarding Tyro and who is guarding Victor Oladipo? They torched us through game one and game two. So although I don't think that the Miami Heat are as good as advertised there, to me, they're not a true number one seed. Kudos, and I don't want to take anything away because kudos to them for getting the number one overall seed. But this is definitely a winnable game. And if Joel Embiid, Let's just say, even if Joel and B was struggling with that thumb, I truly believe that we can, we can. This could be a much more competitive series than what we have seen through Game One and Game Two. But definitely a, a good point, man. We just we're missing the big boy. All right, let's go backstage again now. And Charlie finally gets it done. Charlie, what's going on, brother? Hello, can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, we got you, brother. What's happening, man? All right. So what? So obviously I've been here in the game, and what I think was a big problem was the zone defense. I don't know if you mentioned it. Do you agree? Yeah. Yeah. No. 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 I. I. I definitely. I definitely. Definitely agree. Miami did a great job. Well, both obviously both teams ran that zone defense, but Miami did a great job of throwing the zone like through sporadically throughout the Sixers' offensive possessions, yeah. and that really threw off the Philadelphia 76ers. And at that point, like you're, you see the zone is there. Why are we? Why are we jacking up those shots? Right. Yeah. They want you to shoot those threes. Why are you? The shots find those easy, uh, those easy zones that that are open. You you got guys who can shoot footers like Tyrese and James Harden yep. try to find a way to get those baskets. Man, I agree. Yeah. Do you think um, Reed or Jordan uh, DeAndre Jordan should be starting? I believe Reed because you know a lot of people. You know Jordan is you know he's up there in age. So maybe you know if they want more athletic guy to guard Bam because you know Bam is very athletic. So you know what do you think? I think it, either way, I think you're just screwed because Bam, like you mentioned, if you put in DeAndre Jordan, he's got the athletic ability to to abuse him. And if you put in Paul Reed, he's got the IQ to 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 put him into foul trouble as well. Yeah. I've talked about it. it you got to be smart with it. You have to be very strategic with the way you rotate the centers. And at this point, it's a three man rotation. And you also saw Tobias running the five as well throughout yeah, the game. He was running that the five ball. a little bit. Yeah. yeah, he did. So what I would do, and I talked about this through game one and game two, if Joel Embiid is not ready by game three, I'm still going to stick him. to what I think is probably the best to start off a game. Run Paul at the five, start Matisse Thibault, get that quick pace going. You need to control the pace of the games. that They've been failing at doing that as well. And part of it is part of James Harden obviously being a little bit slow. But you're just yeah. you just got to work with what you got at the center position, Charlie. Yeah, I agree because um, you know, we don't we don't know about Embiid. I mean, you said he couldn't see a light. Yeah, so the the the, the report is is that right now, obviously, it's an orbital bone, so it's in the face, right? Yeah. And it, it's pretty close to the eye, from my understanding. So even something as lights are pretty sensitive for him right now. That yeah. was the latest report. Now, obviously, we have until Friday, so he's got some time to get to get healthy. Yeah, that's that's a little concerning for me at this moment. It's not yeah. just that; it's the thumb too. 
Yeah, I mean, he's 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 banged up. That's, you know, and we need him because you can't you can't go down 3-0 and, and expect him to come back game four and make this crazy 3-0 run back. You know what I mean? We You got to get something going game three, you know? Absolutely. I completely agree, man. It, 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 either way, if Joel's 100% healthy or not, having him out there is just big in general because he attracts so much attention right now. The Heat are just throwing double teams at James Harden, and he just really cannot get out of it. Because James the Joel. Heat know the Heat, the Heat know that Embiid is out, and Embiid is obviously our the best player. So they know. And even if Embiid's a little banged up, we need a guy like his presence out there, his Seven foot, big body guy that people are scared. You know, like the Heat are just taking advantage of it. I would say. Ah, uh, you. They are one hundred percent taking advantage of it. They focus their attention on James, and it's been much more quick, uh, much more efficient. And now we're expecting Tyrese and Tobias to save this series, and it's it's just been absolutely tough. It's man. it's probably very hard for them. You know. Absolutely. What do you see happening in Game Three? So I see. I see. To be honest, I say if we have Embiid, I think it will. We could maybe win by like two or three. I think it's going to be a close game. I don't think, and if we don't have him, I'd say we lose by six or seven. All right, man. What do you, what we'll do you have? Uh, I, I, to me, it's it, it, we'll see what's what. It's really up to Joel. I think if Joel plays, um, I think we do take one of two here in in Philadelphia. Yeah. I don't think we're going to get back to back and it's really going to be what happens back in Miami. Um, this, the status of Joel is really key to all this though, my man. So we'll, we'll see yeah, what happens. It's really, it's very uh, scary, you know? Absolutely. Charlie, I really appreciate you coming on here. We'll hope to see you again soon, brother. And enjoy the game on Friday night. All right, brother. All right. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Thank you so much for Charlie to hopping on in here, man. It's, it's really that simple. It's really up to what we what Joel Embiid's status is for for the rest of this series, and and the other part of it too is like when Joel comes back, how effective will he actually be? And that's that's the concerning part as well because he's banged up, like Charlie said, and we'll, so we'll we'll see how effective, in fact, he can really be. Uh, Andrew, we need another shooter. We need our shooters to step up. That's what we need. I mean, Danny Green kept pulling three at the and this is one of those games where it felt like Danny Green was legitimately cooked. And I'm not kidding, guys. 23 points. He was one of nine, ladies and gentlemen. One of nine. And then he had this one instance where the Sixers are going on transition. James Harden actually played with some pace. And he has this absolutely brilliant pass, pinpoint bounce pass as as uh, Danny Green is cutting to the basket. And then he can't even finish the dunk. And that just kind of showed you the night he is. Does Danny Green still have something left in the, ga- in, uh, in the tank? I don't believe so, if I'm being 100% honest with you. Uh, but right now, the only way for Danny Green to be effective, because I don't even think he can keep up with any of these, these, these wing players for the Miami Heat, um, he's got to make those threes. And he's he's struggling with knocking down those threes at the moment. And same thing with George's Niang. One, two of 12 from both of those guys who are supposed to be your main uh, spacers, your main shooters from outside. And that is that is a big concern here, ladies and gentlemen. I mean, Furkan Korkmaz gave you two threes, and that was very unprecedented. And that's definitely been a concern um, for, um, the, for the Philadelphia 76ers. Yeah, Andrew, we talked about that before. Uh, Harden's definitely not the same, man. Um, and at this point, man, 
what can we what can we ask of him? Like, what realistically can we ask of him? And obviously, if Joel Embiid comes back, and depending on how healthy he is again, like we keep mentioning, that'll help jo- James Harden. Like him taking on these these double teams are definitely tough. I still believe that running Tyrese more at the point would be more helpful for this team. And the problem is, is that James Harden has not been efficient either from the three point uh, spot, and that's something that we could get some we could use some help at. Uh, for this team as he was one of five here tonight from the three-point spot. And that's it's been kind of the narrative of him as well. Uh, Scotty, you have to ask yourself if Maxi would be doing what he's doing uh, without Harden. Would Maxi be doing what he is doing without Harden? I think that Maxi's offensive game has evolved a little bit um, with James Harden in here in Philadelphia. You see Tyrese taking more advantage of those the, the uh Using his speed, attacking the basket. Obviously, you guys see this the sidestep three point shot. He actually did that, and it wound up being an air ball. But I think that James Harden has been big for Tyrese Maxey's development. But for on the court, I mean, James kind of really does kill the pace when Tyrese wants to run up and down the court, and James Harden is just like, ah. Uh, that's 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 that that was a completely wrong sound. I'm going to move on to another point because that was just terrible. But you guys get my point. It really is kill. It does kill Tyrese Maxey. Uh, what did Elephant Ears do this time? Are you talking about Doc Rivers? Oh man, we can't. Uh, can we kill Doc tonight? I guess we can kill Doc every night. That's really not up to the DJ starting game three. But Doc, to, Joel's gonna be fine. No, DJ starting game three. <laughs> that's really what it's like right now. Oh man. <laughs> What's up, Mason? I haven't seen you here. What's going on, man? Advantage, they would be crazy. I'm not sure what you're talking about, but um, okay. Um, we're going to give us an update on his Warriors. My Warriors lost last night, but I'm not worried. That's going to be a great series as well. Boston, Milwaukee, and then Memphis and State. Absolutely great, great games, man. Great series right now. Uh, let's go Eagles for life saying the Sixers, uh, Phillies, and Flyers are dead to me. <laughs> Man, how about those fills, huh? How about those fills? We got rid of Mike Yo. That's that's something, right? That's really nothing. It's really nothing. My team's losing every day. Let's go, Eagles. Look, I, I get you, man. I literally was on this couch right here, right here next to me. I was sitting right here, and I had my cellular device, which is right now used for TikTok Live, and I had the Sixers game right in front of me. I had the Phillies right on my cell phone, and I watched that. I watched 10 innings of terrible baseball with one run, and then I watched the Sixers get absolutely torched by Tyler Hero and Victor Oladipo. And it's my Joel and with us without having Joel Embiid. I get you, man. I 100% get you. But this is the life of a Philly sports fan. If the Sixers do not prevail, which is very much likely it won't happen, then it is Union and, and Philly season. And if those two don't prevail, then it is Eagle season. That is the constant cycle of a Philly sports fan. But we will always love we will cherish and we will be here for our Philly sports teams through the good, through the bad, and through the ugly. We will be here and I will be here talking about that with you guys as well. I am not giving up on my city. I am not giving up on my sports teams. It's just the life that we live. We are not Boston. We are not Tampa or the Northern Florida area. I guess I should say Tampa because Orlando is not a good sports city. <laughs> We're not the Bay Area. All right. We're Philadelphia. No one likes us. We don't care. Not even the damn sports gods like us. Okay. <laughs> Think about what the sports gods just did to us. All right. They literally said, oh, you got a series against the Miami Heat. Well, you guys don't need Joel Embiid here. He could sit on the sidelines with a with an uh, orbital bone fracture and a, and a, and a sprained thumb. Good. 
on your on his shooting hand. Well, we didn't even talk about it. It's freaking ridiculous, man. Um, I was talking about the heat. Yes, thank you, Mason. Thank you. I appreciate it for you clarifying. Uh, yes, they are definitely taking advantage of the Sixers without Joel Embiid. Um, it has been absolute. It's been it's been a key for for them as well. It's made it's made uh Spolster's coaching job so much easier because there are mismatches on this court for the Miami Heat, but Joel Embiid unlocks it all, and him not on the court really kills it as well. Morgan, stay tuned. We're gonna talk some baseball in just a second, man. Um. Do you think the Sixers should target anyone specific in the offseason? Flyers fan, um, I'm, I can't talk about the offseason. I, I literally mentally and my mental health cannot talk about the offseason. So I'm going to respectfully um, skip your question. But come back on in the, in the offseason, whenever that is. Um, Harden is not the friend. Uh, Dr. Skull, I don't think anyone in this fan base ever said that he was the franchise. I think a lot of us had hope that he can be the piece that can push us over the next level. And look, we've we got bamboozled. That's just the life of it. But you're not going to not go after James Harden, especially when you got Ben Simmons, who didn't even want to suit up for his team. And heck, he doesn't for his next team either. So you'd be crazy not to do that trade again. Oh, man. Hope Harden hops out. That's another question as well. What is Harden going to do this offseason? But, all right, guys, we do have to shut it down right now. It was a lot of fun. We ran over the 30 minutes. Uh, I appreciate everyone that came on in, dropped the questions, dropped your concerns. I appreciate everyone coming in backstage and, and talking to uh, some Sixers basketball. Um, in about a second, I'm going to restart this live. We're going to do Phillies game recap. So if you guys are are that upset and want to talk Phillies as well, I would appreciate you guys coming in here. So we'll, we'll get to that too. Um, but yeah, guys, it's it's tough. I, I get that. Uh, but we got a game five or game three on Friday. So we'll see if, if we can maybe getting back home changes the fortunes for the Sixers. We have a little bit more energy. Maybe maybe there's an MVP trophy coming to Philadelphia as well. I don't want to bring that up at this point, but it is a possibility. But uh, we'll see what happens on Friday. But thank you guys again for checking out Sixers Game Recap. Make sure if you guys enjoy this content, really, it would do me a huge favor if you guys could like the video. Make sure you guys join the family as we talk Philly sports all the time. And I would love to be part of this family as well. Of course, you can, uh, for all your podcasting needs, we are uh, under Oyen Philly Sports. And you can find that wherever you stream podcasts under Apple, on, through Apple. Spotify, you can find it under Owen Philly Sports. Ladies and gentlemen, I go by name Edit Barcelona Philly, and I'm telling you guys, I'll see you guys Friday. <laughs> Talk to you guys. <laughs>